This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome in, my friends, to another episode of Behind the Pen. My name is Mike Rankin, and I don't know why Brandon Swanson's giving me that look. It's not, you know, we've only tried this 15 <laughs> times today. This has honestly, what are you talking I think about? This, this is the first time. This is the golden time, though. This is it. I feel it. What do you mean? This is it. This is the first time ever. I'm Mike Rankin, your host. I'm joined by Ricky Woodmore. Brandon Swanson, as I said, we have a camera here. You're welcome. And I'm so excited for this podcast, guys, because we have so much to talk about. And before we get into everything, the most important thing is to plug our Patreon page right now because patreon.com backslash most level podcast is so important to us. It allows us to do exciting things like this, have a camera on us, show my beautiful face, and Brandon Swanson. Ricky, well, I, I'm digging your beard. I'm digging your beard. I, I, I gotta that. shave it. I gotta shave it. I no, no, don't, don't shave it. The mixed review would be... Don't shave it. That would be that would be the number one view, folks. You want to see Ricky Widmer go back about ten years, maybe twelve. Well, you don't. You just don't. Let me tell you. So we have a lot on tap for today's show, and we're going to focus mainly on baseball. But I'm going to get into some bears at the end of the show. So stick around if you're on SoundCloud. Thank you very much. But we're gonna we're gonna start with the All Star Game, guys, because the LB All Star Game it it means something, and it has meant something for a long time. And if you haven't you know, followed baseball really at all. The winner of the All-Star Games gets home field advantage in the World Series. Now, is this important? Well, kind of, because the last, what, six of the last seven World Series winners had home field advantage? And the last, let's see, and the American League has won 11 of the last 14 All-Star Games. So, yeah, those are basic numbers and basic stats, but that tells a story. Now, we're going to get into both of your opinions, and I'm going to have mine as well. I'm going to start with you, Ricky. What do you think of this rule, and do you think it's it, it's justice for the game? Because obviously, this implication wants the game to be more competitive instead of more like a celebrity you know, well, all-star game. I hate it. And the like, I absolutely hate. I am all the way to the hate side of this game determining home field advantage for the World Series. And the reason why I hate it is you get guys like— if this is supposed to be the game that means something, why isn't Jake Arrieta pitching? Why are all these players dropping out? Like, I get why they're dropping out. Jake Arrieta's one of them, wants some more rest, which me as a Cub fan, I am all fine with. I am fine with him getting the rest, make sure he's better and rested for a second-half push. But if I'm coming down to an October series— and my team had the better record and didn't get home field advantage because of this game, it's complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is this supposed to be a game like Terry Collins. I love the mindset that he had. Every He says every single uniform needs to be represented in this game. Exactly if it didn't mean anything. Sure. and But that's how it should be. It shouldn't mean that much. The way I look at it is you do what the NHL does. Say, you know what? Here's a cash prize. The winning team gets it, gets okay. to split it up. Yeah. But, however, the one thing I will contradict myself, only three times since 2003 when this was put into effect, only three times has the team with the best record not been from the team that won the All-Star game. Well, I just want to piggyback off some things that you said. And you made a good point that teams care more about the regular season and more mm -hmm. about where they want to go in terms of where they want to go in the playoffs. So they restrict their players from, you know, going more than two innings if they're a starter. And we saw Terry Collins kind of 
rely rely on Johnny Cueto early in the game, and he left him in, and then they got crushed, and then that kind of influenced the rest of the ball game. And you also mentioned that he wants to get everybody in, and that kind of contradicts the whole competitive part of the game. Yeah, all these guys are all-stars, but you want the best lineup on the field if mm-hmm. it means something this important. If it means you're going to have home field in that World Series. And when you mentioned the NHL All-Star game, the cash prize, guy, that's a different market. The NHL, they play for that because they don't make enough money. MLB could easily do that, yeah, too. Yeah, but the MLB, guys, they don't have a salary cap in the MLB. These players yeah, are making could... millions and millions and millions of dollars. So you're saying that just because they make millions already that people no, don't like free money? because they did this back in the 70s and the 80s when they gave the cash prizes to the MLB All-Star winner. They, they wanted to be the MVP because they're getting all the—yeah, they're still getting cars and stuff now, but it doesn't mean as much as it did back in the day. It's a different game. We live in a different culture— I'm I'm interested in Aren't hearing... we trying to make baseball fun again? Isn't that what Bryce Harper wants it to is. do? I, I think it goes beyond the All-Star game, though, because it, it keeps you interested, especially with the young players throughout the season. That's what makes the game fun. The All-Star game is just different. I want to hear your thoughts, Brandon. You know, I, I from from a very young age, I've always been a huge baseball fan. Always love baseball. Love it. Um, I always saw it as... You know, this is how you get the fan involved. You know, it's supposed to be the the, the fan vote, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have the final vote. The fans have the opportunity to go do that. They have the fun hashtags, everything like that. As a as a fan for the longest time, and I still kind of have that mindset because it's one I've always had, I'm not thinking about who gets the home field advantage. I'm thinking about I want my, my team, the AL, to, to win. You know, well, I say my team, the AL. My team right. is in the well, AL. So, your yeah, team yeah exactly. Yeah. But I don't think of the implication of it going forward. You know, I don't think of that. I, I think, you know, I want to get one having one, two, three of my players in there is pretty cool that they're going to be able to participate. But I, I think overall, I, I enjoy the Midsummer Classic. But let me tell you, I don't think that for a lot of casual fans, doesn't matter to them. They want to see, they want to see, you know, they're a Cub fan. They want to see all the Cubs in there because that's freaking cool. You got your guys, means they're, so they're some of the best right now in baseball. I don't think a lot of people are really looking at how big of this implication is. There's one thing. If you want to do something and you want it to be just based on what the fans think, what the fans want, then you then you do that. That could be something separate. But if there's going to be something where this means a lot, if it you does. want to put a lot of emphasis on a game like this, then you have to do something different where you have the absolute best players in that game, but they have to play. And that's the thing that right. comes, that's what it comes down to is that this is not one of those things. A lot of guys, they want the break. A lot of guys sure, want the break. Absolutely. And a lot of guys enjoy having the break, going out there for a couple of days, spending it with their guys, supporting them in the home run derby or the all-star game, whatever it might be. But they're chilling. You know, they're not, they know yeah. they're not in the all-star game. They're not playing. They, they choose not to be there, but they're going to go and support their guys well, I think I think those could be two separate things, but I don't think it can be. The one thing I want to piggyback off of you is everything that you talk about. Do I agree with you? Yes. Like it's supposed to be fun. You get the fan vote. You get to vote for your guys. Did I love seeing an infielder of almost all Chicago Cubs? It was. You're damn betting I was. However, if you're going to have that. And because you said, oh, well, the casual fan doesn't think about that, then why the fuck does it decide home field advantage? Why? All right. I'm going to throw this out there. And I I mean, this doesn't really reflect the game itself, but it's just to put it in a little bit of perspective here. Did you know that this year's All-Star game was the worst TV ratings in terms of MLB All-Star games in the history of baseball? 
since they've been airing the I All-Star game? I did not know The that. worst TV ratings. I, I honestly, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the, if the All-Star game, for as long as I can remember, if it would be of sports, of big sports things, if it's not one of the worst. People aren't watching. Nah, well, I'm going to disagree there. I'm going to disagree there because nobody, nobody watches the Pro Bowl. Nobody, you know. But no, 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 think, hold on, but one think about the days they are on. This well, is still, a Tuesday. It's 7 o'clock. The, it's prime wait, time. I know, but think about it. NBA, weekend. What are people doing on the weekend? Probably nothing. Uh, the Pro Bowl, on the weekend. The NHL All-Star Game, It's just a lack of interest. The it's not too much no, of, of I, scheduling, in I my think, opinion. I think that goes into it because on a weeknight, people get home from work and it's like, eh, you know but, what, but then, I'm just going to go I'm but just then really go quickly, I got work tomorrow. Really quickly then, you say it's a lack of interest as a marketing person. For the MLB and for stuff like that, change. what do you do well, look, to it, market it better? I'm if you're going to keep I'm, it on the look, day, what do you do to market it better? That's I, the thing. I'm not blaming Major League Baseball for their lack of marketing or whatever because I think they did a fantastic job, a fantastic production of the All-Star game. The entire All-Star week, whatever, the last few days, the all the Futures game was fun. Home run, it's just the fact that fans aren't as interested in baseball as, say, football and basketball. That's the reason for the ratings. And you know what else is funny? Last year's ratings was the former worst of all time, and now this year beat it. So we're in a trend now where you want to get fans interested, but is it the right decision to have this game mean so much if it's not being played right, going back to what our main conversation was? Well, the one thing before I touch that that I also want to throw out there, this is the only All-Star game that happens in a time of the year where the weather's nice, I'm going to go out and do something. Think about February, where we see the um, NBA game. We live in Chicago. I ain't fucking going outside in February. It's cold as shit. But for the Pro Bowl, it's also cold as shit here in Chicago. The NHL game, it's not as cold, but it's still not as nice as it is now. So I think that's also, am I saying that's the reason? No, but that could be an implication of people, it's, it's, Lighter yeah, for longer. I, I get Maybe it. people want to go saying. out and do stuff. But to get back to the main point, yeah. I hate, I absolutely hate that this counts for home field advantage. And I know what I said at the beginning. You're probably saying, but Ricky, you said since 2003, only three teams, the Cardinals twice, and oh, who did the Giants play? I want to say it was either the, I Rangers? Think it was the, Roy- the Rangers. That was it. The Cardinals and the Rangers. Those were the only three years where in the the year the Giants played the Rangers, Rangers had the better overall record. Well, the NL won, so that's why the Giants had home field. And both times the Cardinals played, I want to say it was they they were both playing the Red Sox. Red Sox had home field advantage, even though the Cardinals had a better record. And the one the microcosm and you're, I know what you're saying, but Ricky, it's only one World Series out of 13. I look back to the 2004 World Series. That was the one where the curse was going to be broken. Well, how much of a different script would it have been if the Red Sox coming off their heater against the Yankees didn't get to play two games at Fenway to start the series? If they had to travel to well, St. Louis. That was the ALCS. The... That had no implication in the but home that, field. Yeah, but no, I'm saying carryover momentum from sure. coming down 0-3. Now you get to play at home game one and two in the World Series. That, to me, is like, you know what? I It would have been different what do you if think, they would have had to go to St. Louis. Well, here's an interesting point. is uh, I, I think that look at, look at what they did last year with the Home Run Derby. 
they knew that needed to change. They and knew, I love it. They I knew that it. needed to change. It is fun. It is fun. It's exciting. They have made it fun again. You know, it's not just guys sitting there for any. We could be there for three hours mm-hmm. if one guy doesn't get ten outs. I like that the the system that they've gone to. I like that they believe that something was broken. They needed to fix it. It's much better than our government because that's just uh, a different we're story. We're not touching that. No, because it's too much. But I think that when you take a look at that, you then look over and go, "Okay, we fix this. This is better. This is better." How do we now fix this All-Star game to make it be what we want it to be? If we want it to be a fan vote, let's have fun, let's enjoy okay, this right. week, have a fun week, let's do that. But if we want it to be this competitive, we want the best of the best playing in this, then let's do that. But I don't honestly at the end of the day, I don't know which one we do. Well, I don't know which one we do because I know it's I know it just, it's different. I, what what are you what are you looking well, for? Here's what I'm going to throw out there. I know it's a different sport. I know you can't do it the exact same as them, but from this past year, the only All-Star game out of the four I've watched this entire calendar year that I loved all the way through, the NHL. They fucking hit it. It was different. They had tournaments. They fucking hit it. They had the three little games. Sure. They had, well, what can you well, do I mean, in the MLB jo- like well, that? I mean, you can have it be one game, but I think they need to look look at the NHL. Look at what they did and said— Let's have that kind yeah, of just excitement. But you can to look it. at the NHL all you want. There's really you're kind of limited in what you can do with the MLB All Star Game. Look, Major League Baseball is built on tradition, and most the average age of the casual baseball fans are 59 or 60. That's really old, and they're trying to go younger. They're trying to attract younger audiences. But the the ultimate conversation we have to have is at the end of the day, the All Star Game is just a game to parade. The best talent in the game. How about do the fantasy draft idea that the NHL did? Then well, we can kill in one bird. Separate and, leagues? Well, no, no, no. We can kill the one bird and say, fuck it. Well, you world, can't do that because wait, it's, wait, a, wait. it's a fan vote. The world That's series. That's the whole point. Well, no. Here's what it does. Here, I'm going to lay this out right now. Number one, we get rid of this home field advantage shit because it wouldn't work. Great. The second thing you do is you have a fan vote for the fans are picking the players that they want in the game. Then you take that pool of players, and we're going to have a fantasy yeah. draft on top of see, that player. The, the healthy and the balance, coaches nah, get to see, pick Ricky, their captains. Let me, let me say something. The healthy balance of why the All-Star game is so successful and why the right players are in the All-Star game is because the fans don't get to pick the reserves, and they also don't get to pick the pitchers. The so fans, you the want fans, the AL just to no, dominate each Ricky, and every year? The AL is a better league, period. No, I know. And, why, and this way like, we do it Ricky, this way Ricky, and it Ricky, balances Ricky. things. It doesn't balance things because you have to restrict each league, right? I, I, I understand. You want to get the fans involved. They're involved. At the, I feel like they're at the most influence that they can make is right now. And you don't need to involve voting them the anymore. Starters. You can just do the you, same thing you're doing except the fantasy draft comes from the actual people the, the way the NHL did it here's your two captains and those two captains got to pick their teams it was I gotta, not the I gotta, fans I got I got to jump in here you keep going back to the NHL way too much baseball's well, not going to no, go no, on no. something the NHL that, did it's just I'm because I'm just going but, back to it because that's the all-star game that even though I don't watch hockey a ton 
maybe I watched that All Star game and I'm like, holy shit, did I have a fun time watching this game? But the thing and is, that's is that what each, the baseball each, needs each, is each more fun. Each different, each different league has what works for them. You know, the MLB they have feels like Straight they have up. what Let works you for can them. Learn hockey, hockey, hockey feels like they have what works for them. NBA has what they think works for them and stuff like that. They're going to have to work it. If they want to change it themselves, they're going to have to change under their own rules, under their own guidelines, under something that they want to do. I don't think that they'll look at something like that and say, we're going to follow what hockey does. Well, because I'm not hockey saying could be follow com- it. You I'm are, though. You like, are. I mean, we watch this back. If you it. watch this back, he said, follow what hockey did. If you take what hockey did, so he's a liar. You're, re- you're restricted but to the, I, I, I with think the MLB. That, that's That's... That's the then problem. You, what would though. you do? Since I'm, you I'm, said but, you're but, a huge like you're but baseball but fan. But I'm telling, I'm telling you what I would do is I would take either you either make it this is going to be fun and we do something else to um, can, uh, find out who's going to be the the uh, home field advantage. I couldn't get that out of my mouth, but I AL or NL be thrown and, and, away and, you, and you make completely. it just. I, I, honestly, I like what they're doing it right with what they're doing right now. Probably minus. Okay. AL or NL home field advantage because it's fun right now. It's fun for the players. It's people I think have enjoyed it. So that game may not be the biggest home run derby. I think is bigger, especially for the people there. The people there are selling right. out. It's huge. Okay. But I, I just yeah. don't know about the final other thoughts one. here on the MLB All Star Game. We don't want to keep you here all day on this, but if you're still listening, thank you very much. We appreciate it. But I just want to say this, guys. At the end of the day, it's just a game to showcase the talent. Now I agree with you. I don't think that. This implication is necessary to have the home field advantage go to the winner of the All-Star game because there are too many variables going into it. We talked about managers influencing the game and having control over the players that they play. You're not managing it like a game that means something very important. So it kind of takes away from the value of that. Like I said, guys, with the All-Star game, we just the fan vote is great because it gets them interested. I love At it. the end of the day, though, it just comes as a lack of interest throughout the fan base. They're not watching. They're making. They want to make the game more competitive so more people can watch. The game hasn't really changed. It's it's competitive still, and still no fans are watching. I don't know how you make it more competitive though. You can't from more competitive the, from the what it is of, right I mean, now. Right. How do you make it more competitive? Don't answer. We'll be here ten more minutes. It's just it's 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 a it's a difficult conversation. Well, I was just gonna say, do they need to reinvent the wheel? No, but my biggest change is what I said at the beginning. Get that home field shit out of the All-Star game. It's got no place being there. I agree. What do you think, Brandon? You think you're okay with the current Me, structure? Me, doesn't matter. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter because the best team's going to win anyways. At the, end the, at the end, no, Oh, God. <laughs> I said the best team. <laughs> not, not, not maybe the luckiest, but uh, no, I, I think it's the, be- the, the best team in the playoffs. When they get on the hot streak, it is going to be that best team. And that it doesn't have anything to do with home field advantage. They will win. The no only what. reason I disagree with that part where you said home field doesn't matter is because in baseball, though, how do they uh, break up the World Series? It's two three two. Yeah. And if you, mm. for me, yeah, it's two three two, two three two. It's different. So because you get those last two games, you get game six and game seven if you're the home team. Nah, that's too much. Too much of an advantage to put on an All Star game. All right, overall, I, I guess hopefully we put that in a decent perspective for you guys. We're trying our best here. The we gave him a brain aneurysm, the, the, I think, is The All-Star game them. is a very, very tough subject to hit because what, do you, what can you do to make this game better? Now, we're not trying to solve it. We're just trying to talk about it. So let's move on. Brandon, you mentioned playoff teams, and we have a treat for you guys today because we're going to do the first ever buyers or sellers game here on Behind the Pen. And, guys, <laughs> this is the most original idea 
anybody's ever come up with. I'm sure. So original. Most likely, nobody's ever done this before. I so. don't think so. Yeah, we're absolutely. MVP in the right. is breaking ground here. We're breaking MVP ground. MVP is the best, guys. <laughs> guys, thank you so much. If you're still listening on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. Remember that. Got to do it because, you know, we love you. So, as we sat down to do this podcast, I got to say, the Red Sox made a move. And thank you, guys, because we get to talk about it a little bit. The Red Sox traded for left-handed pitcher, who was an all-star from the San Diego Padres, Drew Pomeranz. Guys, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, well, uh, he can take Clay Buckles' place because Buckles has been about as good as probably Rick or I could be uh, out there on the mound throwing just bullshit. Yeah. But I, I think it's a it's a great move for Boston. They needed another pitcher. Uh, they need a, a a solid arm there. I think Pomeranz he's he's an all star. He's been good this year. And San Diego hopefully learned from what they did last year, which was nothing at the deadline. Bad move. I think they will we will see them do a lot of stuff at the trade deadline here. They'd already gotten rid of James Shields. Now Pomeranz. They got other pieces to play with. I think those pieces are probably going. Absolutely love the move, and the reason why is. As I was doing all my research for our buyers and sellers. The greatest segment of all time. That we'll get into after we talk about this news. But, I mean, the reason why I love this so much is there were so many teams that I was, like, going through the needs and who they could target. And a lot of teams need pitching. Every single year, teams are going to need pitching. Because in the playoffs, that's what wins you game. Whoever's got the better pitchers at the time, more likely than not, are going to have the better chance to win the World Series. And this was a guy that kept, like, I was putting in there, like, okay, well, this team could target him. Uh, But this team could target him, this team. And the reason why he's a 27-year-old, which is still relatively young for a ball player, and to me, I look 8-7 and on a Padres team, I'll take that because the Padres suck, and an ERA of 2.47 on a shitty Padres team. I almost said Pirates. They're not that much better. But the Pirates are our Padres yeah. are worse. No, definitely the Red Sox needed to bolster their starting rotation because guys, let's face it. They got to make a push. They well, they're they're staying up. To, that's the that's the main problem right now for the Red Sox is their pitching cuz you're right, Brandon, Clay Ball Colts has not been good, but Rick Porcello has come back, done well. David Price has even been he's given up a lot of runs this year. He's not the David Price we're used to, but he's still an ace, guys. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. They're getting a guy Strikeout numbers are up, and you're right, Ricky. Still a young pitcher. Now he's coming on. This, this, this player, he's been in the league for four or five seasons now. This might be his sixth, I believe. And he, he's his FIP is up, which is more kind of um, a stat that is controllable by the starting pitcher because it, it, it talks about giving up home runs in the ballpark you play in and in the amount of hits. So it's a different. Like his his FIP is three one eight compared to his ERA, which you said was under three. So just take that into consideration. His whip is good. This is a really good pitcher. He he's pitching fantastic this year. Mm-hmm. And the Red Sox did very well. And he and he beat the Cubs earlier this season. You know, I know you guys he, both know he's that. He's wicked. He's wicked. Well, what I was gonna throw out more importantly than him beating the Cubs, because it seems like of late anybody can beat the Cubs. <laughs> but this is a guy too that one of the big things I was looking at is I was reading um other articles, and there were a lot of teams where it's like, oh, don't expect this team to go out for a rental. Make Like, this team's going to go out for a guy that they can control. And this is a guy that, because he's 27 for the next two years, he's arch, he's got arbitration for two more years. Yes, he's under control. So under control. Th- that's for them. That's at least two more years that they can hang on to this guy and hopefully have the rest of this year yeah. plus two more years with this guy. Hopefully at a cheaper price because 
hopefully they'll want to win arbitration if they don't get a deal. I'm done. sure we haven't we haven't seen the uh, return yet for Pomerantz, but I'm guessing it's a decent one unless well unless the Padres kind of fart again because that's how they that's how mm-hmm. they run their team, guys. The, the San Diego Padres are still rebuilding from that awful offseason. Hey, I still say they're winning they, the James Shields trade. Well, as of right now, I don't think so. James Shields <laughs> been pitching pretty well his last four or five starts for the White Sox, but yeah, it was kind of rough. But there, and it looks like. You said we're not sure who was in yeah, the swap. Yeah, you got An- Anderson Espinosa, right-handed pitching prospect for Boston. He's headed to the Padres. He's their top right-handed pitching prospect. That's it. One for, for one right deal. Now? Looks like it's a one for one deal. Okay, well I guess reported uh, by uh, John Morosi and will be documented. Yeah, he's a credible ma- source. It makes sense because I mean, the, got to go younger. Well, it gives each team where they're kind of at, what they want. Where yeah. the Red Sox, they need a guy to help them hopefully in a playoff push because they're going to go up against some key AL teams if they make the playoffs. Maybe they need a guy to pitch a wild card situation. And I know you say Price is ace, but if he's kind of wishy-washy, yeah, who you thro- be the who eight, throwing uh, in there? No, I'm not saying and, uh, that. But also the Padres are on— It's a stability move. The Padres are on the side where they just need a—they need guys yeah, to younger. fill the farm yeah, system for the future. So Keith, Keith Law uh, has this guy rated, this Anderson Espinosa, who the Padres are getting in return, is the number 14 prospect mm-hmm. in, uh, in in baseball in his list of top 50. So Padres are getting something That's a good great here. return. Yeah. yeah, see, now right there. Right there is the cost of the market because it's a high demand for arms now because we all know it. There's no free agent pitching this offseason coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So they got to get their move. Really good job, I guess, for both teams. I'd say so. I'd say it's a, I'd say it's a good move for both of them. Boston yeah. def, definitely needed it. And San Diego knew they weren't going right. to be able to hold on to some it's, of these guys. It's trade season, guys. This is the most fun part of the baseball season right now. After the All-Star break, trade deadline August 1st. So, all right, thank you for talking about this recent move. We're going to move on to buyers or sellers because I'm pumped about Woo! this. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So we all know that the buyers are the teams that are in the game. Or in the playoff push, and the sellers are like the Reds is that and how you the do Twins. It? Is that how you do this? Game? I think that's how you do it. I'm going to mention some well, sellers here because they're obvious sellers: the A's, Reds, Twins, Padres, who just sold, and Braves, among many others, mm-hmm. and some buyers. Oh, I don't know, Cubs, Cubs, Orioles, uh, Indians, other other American League teams that are at the top of the division, like the AL East, like we just saw in Boston. So, Brandon, I'm going to start with you because we're we're talking AL first. I'm going to throw you. The White Sox, are they buyers or sellers? I, you, I feel you know, like they're I, in this position I, I, I a think, lot. I think the White Sox are they're in a better position than what they've been in years past. I, I, I think that right now at 45 and 43, they're in the thick of things with they're in the thick of things in the wild card. The wild card is never a, a spot where I think that the White Sox will win. There's just teams better than them in there, I think. But I think that right now, just about any team of the top four teams in the mm-hmm. AL Central could win the AL Central. So I, nice. I put the White Sox as as a buyer right now. Of course they are, because that's the White Sox way. they got to buy. Yeah, even if they have to sell, they'll buy. Right. <laughs> Ricky, over on the NL side, because you get it? You, you see where we're going this? Brandon's got the AL, Ricky's got the NL. Ricky, Pittsburgh Pirates. What do you think? Buyers or sellers? They're a team that I'm going to say for right now they're buyers, and the big thing they need is rotation. If you look at their rotation, everybody not named Norris Cole Garrett. is Garrett Cole. Norris uh, Cole, though, man, if he was coming over to pitch for him. That's <laughs> it, one How thing. It? Every starter not named Cole, 5.17 ERA. Bad. 
That's what I was pointing for him for because he bad. usually says that that's bad. That ain't good. Yeah. And uh, the guy I'm looking like, there are guys that they can go out and get. They can get an Andrew Kashner. They can get a Michael Pineda. But I look at those two guys and I go. Yeah. Three Ugh. and eight, three and seven. Pineda's one's bad. Got a fi- yeah, one's the Yankees got a five- would be like, yeah, you want Pineda? We don't. <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. One's Fine. got a 5.38. One's got a 5.4. The guy I think that the Pirates need to target, and this is a guy who would be maybe a true rental for them, Rich Hill. Nine and three. Sure, he's going to be in talks two, with a lot of teams. 2.25. And the thing that, like, the thing that I'm wondering about Rich Hill, because him and Drew Pomeranz, who mm-hmm. we just talked about, those were the two guys where if they needed pitching, those were the two main targets yeah. on my list. Real quick on now the Pirates. Now Drew's yeah. gone, but the one mm-hmm. thing for Hill I wanted to throw out there, it's going to be interesting. to be interesting what his price is, what is going to be asked for. Are they going to sell him low because he's older, or are they going yeah, to sell think, him high yeah. because we'll there is a big demand for yeah, pitching? Well, I think teams understand the value of an aging pitcher in Rich Hill who is really having a bounce-back season, but... Touching on the Pirates real quick, and then we'll move on, Brandon, to the next topic. Liriano, Cole, uh, Jonathan Neese, who is going to be shopped. Jeff Locke. <laughs> Jeff Locke, who's probably going to be shopped. Uh, Jameson Tyon, they're relying on young starting pitchers now. You're right. They, I, I look at the Pirates, and they're probably going to go fish for an arm. Brandon! Let me ask you this. All right, yeah. New York Yankees, are they buyers or sellers? Uh, you know, the Yankees, real, the Yankees are in, in, in an interesting spot. At 44 and 44, they've been bad. Uh, they've been real bad, but... They may think, oh, oh, maybe we could turn around here in the second half. We're right at even right now. Let's see what we could do. But I think at the end of the day, and we talked about at the end of the day a lot on this show so far, I think they end up being sellers. I think they end up being sellers because if you look at their offense, it's not bad. They can still hit. They can still get some runs, and they can still score runs, and they can steal bases. But they're getting old. They're getting old. They need to refuel, I think, uh, with some with some guys to go into the farm system. They have a lot of good arms, especially in the bullpen. We Everyone knows sure. about the Yankees' bullpen. Sure. The top three guys, I'd go for any one of those. Uh, I think that it ends up being Chapman yep. that goes. I was going to say They Chapman. hang on to Miller and mm-hmm. Batances, I yeah. think, both of them. Chapman is the obvious one. He goes. Ricky. Thank you, Brandon. That was very efficient. I like to think so. <laughs> Ricky, let me ask you. New York Mets. And I bring up the Mets. Let me talk about the Mets real quick, then I'll let you go on. Okay. The New York Mets. Now, they're an interesting team. Matt Harvey's gone for the year. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is pitching with bone chips in his elbow. So is Matt. And Stephen Matz mm-hmm. is as well. Zach Wheeler is still trying to come back mm-hmm. from his uh, what is it, Tommy John surgery. You know, the Mets are in a very precarious situation right now. They can go either way. Uh, they they brought in Jose Reyes. Now, whether your morals agree with the decision, we can leave that for a different conversation. Baseball-wise, this is a nice pickup for them offensively. Mm-hmm. Ricky, are they buyers or sellers? I'm going to say buyers only because they have to be. They're the team that was in the World Series a year ago for the NL. And really what they're looking for is any kind of pitching. And for the start, at first I wanted to go, oh, they need a starting pitcher, like you said. Syndergaard, he's going to be dealing with the bone spur. So is Matt's. Is Wheeler really going to be able to come up and give him a push, especially if someone goes down? Then he's like your third, second starter because of an injury. I think they'll stay with it. They'll stick with Wheeler. Rich Hill could be on the market for them as well if they really think they need to add a starter. But the one guy I'm targeting because they need some bullpen help is John Axford. And the reason why, yeah, I know he's got a high ERA right now of 5.1. However, I look at this team, 
They're a team that went to the World Series last year. Most likely, I picked them to be the wild card team, one of the wild card teams at the beginning of the season. He's got playoff experience. When he was with the Cardinals, they went all the way to the World Series. And that's kind of experience that they could use on their team, especially in the bullpen as we get to the dog days of the season. Yeah, very good, Ricky. I I like it because I will do... Tend to agree with you. The Mets are, they have to be buyers. They have to. They've got to. They, Brandon. You, you can't sell. We got four more teams on tap, two for each. Brandon, let me ask you this. Kansas City Royals, buyers or sellers? Kansas City Royals. Kansas City's been really riddled with injuries. Uh, it's been a tough, tough, tough season for them, actually. Uh, they had a nice hot stretch, but for the most part, it's been bad injury after bad injury. Gordon went down. He's back. Uh, Moustakas out for the season. Tough. But Chesler Cuthbert has been uh, serviceable for sure down there at third base, if not better. The bullpen, they've got Wade Davis now on the 15-day DL. They've got, uh, uh, who who is it? They, they've got Kane, Lorenzo Kane on the DL as well. Kansas City, they need help. They need help. They're 45 and 43, just like the White Sox. They're going for it. They, too, defend, trying to defend the World Series from last year. They're buyers. They're right. buyers, but they need pitching. They need pitching. Uh, I, I could see bull, bullpen help, starting rotation help. Uh, Chris Young's been really bad this year. God yeah. bless him. He's been two and eight with an ERA in the fives or sixes. It's been it's been ugly. It's yeah. been ugly. But I think that they go. I think they definitely go for a starter in there. And you know, there's a number of guys. You said Rich Hill, uh, Jake mm-hmm. Odorizzi uh, from Tampa Bay. It's Tampa cost Bay, a lot. Tampa Bay literally right now as we're talking is still losing games. So <laughs> I mean, it's been bad for them. So I think that uh, Kansas City's got the pieces uh, to really put this together if they can get healthy too. I'm going to throw a position to you for the Royals, and I want you to kind of talk about it. Because when I was looking at the Royals, just a little bit, because I know that it was no, your side of it, but I'm like, I-, I want to see what's going on. Starting pitching easily was my number one need. But right field's also a need for the Royals. And I look down, and it's like, hey, you know what? Josh Reddick, he's going to be a guy who teams are looking for. His price may be too high, but do the Royals maybe, on top of a pitcher, go for a Reddick, go for a Jay Bruce, too? See, I don't know. It's a I, I, I don't. I don't know about that for Kansas City. Possibly, but I'm not sure. I mean, they. I. I feel like that. Paulo would, Orlando, Alex Gordon, Paulo, 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 Kane. Paulo Orlando, Alex Gordon is obviously the solid one over there and left. I think they like Dyson out there in yeah, center Jay field. Dyson they, too, yeah. it, it I don't gives think them, they have enough. It gives them the speed to out, give up. So yeah, out in right field, Orlando. He's become kind of an everyday guy. I don't yeah. think that they dislike him. Uh, he's you know. He, he's definitely come on. He always kicks the White Sox ass. So I, I don't know if there's enough to give up to say, hey, we need. I don't think they're willing to give up that much value for, you know, and, and, a pretty decent outfield that they already have. And besides, I mean, Paulo Orlando, he brings you, he can yeah, swing the bat. Valuable. He's got speed yeah. on the bases. They're looking for pitching. All right, Kansas City Royals. Buyers. Because yes. they, you know, defending World Series champions, and they're well represented. The All-Star mm-hmm. game gave them the uh, chance to defend their crown at home in Game 7 of the World Series, if it does come to that point. But and Game 6, don't forget Game Ricky, 6. Ricky, let me bullshit. ask you about this. The Colorado Rockies, are they sellers. buyers or sellers? Sellers all the way. And this was They're having one, a good season. Well, this was For one them. team where I'm like, what do they need? And I couldn't put my finger on it's it. It's always starting pitching, like, they're drafting well, starters. What kills them right now is, yes, they're 40 and 48, but you're 16 games back into the division because the Giants, it's an even year. So the Giants are the, the Giants. Dude, and then they're seven games back of the wild card. And the teams that are ahead of them in the wild card, I think that they're not going to, they may gain on one team. They're not going to gain on all of them yeah. and get into the wild card. 
to me, you have to be a seller. And the guy I'm looking at is Carlos Gonzalez. I already said he, does. he ain't going find, anywhere. You can it's find that, it's the a contract. team, though. It's I tough. mean, you can Two find the left, team. And I know that Carlos Gonzalez, I can't remember what radio station it was on. He said, I guess, today that he never asked for a trade. Yeah. He's not mad about it. Yeah, he may come home and um, be upset because they lost or had a bad game, but he never complains and wants to go somewhere else. But if I'm the Rockies, I'm sitting there going, how much is he really yeah, helping we're gonna, us right we're now? We're going to have to see with Cargo if the Rockies are willing to eat some of that contract or... Charlie Blackman. And I'm Charlie gonna, Blackman. That was the name I was going to throw That's out the piece there. that leaves. Cargo stays, Blackman goes. But if Cargo were to leave, I'm going to throw these teams out to you guys because two of them are AL teams. One of them's an NL team, and I would hate if he went there. <laughs> but I'm going to throw three out there. White Sox, Nationals, Yankees. Those were the three where I'm like, those could be the three top bidders for Cargo if he's on the market. White Sox don't have nearly enough to give up for him. They could get a Jay Bruce, but they could not get a Carlos Gonzalez. They couldn't do it. Agree with you, Brandon. I, I, it fits the White Sox because they're able to— Well, um, they need a big bat. They need all. Well, offense. yeah, but they're also able to pick up his contract. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees, I don't think they're—they're they're not in a position to go and give up a ton of stuff to get they, him in they, a season where you're probably Beltran, not going to win. And they're, what, maybe moving Beltran well, to get cargo? The, I, thing, the thing with the Yankees and why I put them on there is— Cashman wants to sell all the assets. However, you've got Hal Steinbrenner sitting there going, no, 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 let's yeah. hang on to him. If they give in to Cashman and go into sell the asset mode, I think they can go for a cargo. Final AL team for buyers or sellers. For Brandon, let me ask you, Seattle Mariners. Now, this is an interesting team, a very interesting team. Robbie Cano is having a great year. His power is there. Nelson Cruz is fantastic. They have a great lineup. They're still in the mix in the AL. What do you think? That's why I say that Seattle, their offense is too good. Their offense is too good to not be to a just buyer. Sit back, it's, right? it, to, just, to just sit back. You have Hisashi Iwakuma, who at 9-6, and six, he's been very good this season, but he's not your ace. He's not, a, he's not an ace. He's definitely a number two guy, King Felix. He was he was okay. I mean, he was kind of middle of the road. He wasn't really being the King Felix he was. Taiwan then he Walker. Gets, then he gets injured. Yep, Taiwan Walker, too. I, I think that you'd look at these guys, but then you have to look at a Wade Miley, who's been eh, underwhelming, very underwhelming, and then Wade LeBlanc, and it just goes all the way down. I can't believe Wade LeBlanc is still in the league. It's just not. Wade Miley, though, I will give him credit. He's having a better year than usually because, ugh, Wade Miley. So for for Seattle, they right. need they need starting pitching help again. That's another team I look at. Okay, could this be the team that goes for a Rich Hill, uh, an Odorizzi, you know, so, somebody somebody like that? But I, I think too, Jerry Depoto, who is their general manager, He's... Joe Smith in the bullpen. The Angels have been bad. They have been very bad. I understand. You know, they're all the same division here. But Depoto was the one who signed Joe Smith to the three-year contract in Anaheim. Does he maybe try and go out there, get an arm in the bullpen to kind of help Seattle out? But Seattle is a buyer. They have uh, young gun hitters in the minors who they could give up. Seattle's a buyer, and I think that that's who they're going after. Pitching. Pitching for sure. Obvious. Here's the one thing that I want to throw out there about the Mariners to piggyback off of Brandon. This is a team that my main note for them was they needed pitching. But they're not going to go for a rental. They're going to go for a non-rental guy. One of, them, one of them we just saw come off the board with Drew Pomerantz, where, like we said, he's not a rental because he has the arbitration for two years. They are going to target guys who they can control mm-hmm. 
And it's not just going to be a, oh, well, we're going to borrow you for the rest of the season and then you're gone. I do want to say something really, really quick. Go for it. The White Sox start to fall before the trade deadline. The White Sox start to they fall. Sell? Look at Look at one name, Jose Quintana, and everyone would be going after okay. him because they don't give up Chris Sale, but Jose Quintana even, could be the can guy. I, can they I could throw even, something out They can even that? sell him if they're competitive, honestly. They would get a tremendous can, value for Can him. I actually throw something out about that? This is something that I was listening to ESPN radio like I do Waddle and Sylvie. They had a caller call in, and me, I wouldn't push this button. But with all of us being Cub fans and Sox fans, I want to throw it out there. Brandon, if Theo called and said, I want to give you Kyle Schwarber for Quintana, do you push that button? I'm so sorry. Is your name Brandon? I don't care. Is your name Brandon? I'm jumping in. Because I'm sick of hearing. No, I'm sick of hearing Kyle Schwarber's name in trade talks. I'm going to squash this bug right now. He's not going anywhere. No, no, I'm not saying. He's Babe Ruth. I'm not saying he is. And I wouldn't do it. And I'm not giving up Schwarber for Quintana. I just want to hear the White Sox answer It's it's irrelevant. It's not going to happen. I don't want to talk hypotheticals. I just want to hear his answer, man. Let him him answer it. Brandon? Would you take Kyle Schwarber for Quintana? No, absolutely not. Okay. Now, That's all I as, want to as hear, a, Mikey. As a, as, a, as a White Sox fan, it it doesn't make any sense, especially, I mean, if Schwarber was, was playing left field for the Cubs, the White Sox don't need any left fielder. Do they need a designated hitter? Like hell they do, but not for Quintana. <laughs> oh, I hate how this conversation's going because well, they got to disagree with you. Why would the White Sox not get Kyle Schwarber for Quintana? No. This guy is Babe Ruth. No. Well, no, he the, can the DH Cubs, for you. He can Cubs, play an outfield here's, spot. Here's, he's, he's here's, here's the, the whole thing. I know we need to get going yeah. because we're not even going to be able to last get to the Bears one, talk. Last, but last one. It, it just it doesn't make sense when pitching is the number one thing that you need. Mm-hmm. I can get another Kyle Schwarber. Trust me. Can you? We though? can't get a Quintana. Can you though? Either no. way, if, I'm not saying it's going to happen because I want to. I would. I to. would hang on to Schwarber for the life of me. Like people say that Theo, that Schwarber's his favorite child. Well, Schwarber's my favorite child too. <laughs> But that trade would just be a win-win for the Cubs. I'd take a Quintana in a heartbeat. What? But we're not going to get him. Why would you give up Schwarber? Um, no, I'm not saying give up Schwarber. But if, oh, if we you could did, trade for Quintana. If, well, if we did, right, I mean, uh, 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 I'd take a Quintana. But all right, I'm last one, Schwarber. by yourself. Sorry we're keeping you for so long. But this, wait, lots of conversation because baseball season's crazy. Miami Marlins. And I bring up the Marlins because they are very much in the race in the NL East. And I honestly— One game back of the wild I card. personally believe they're more of a threat to make the playoffs than the New York Mets. Ricky, buyers or sellers? They need to add to this rotation. Among their starters, a 4.21 ERA, which isn't too good, but it's not as bad as right. the Pittsburgh Pirates for starters not named Garrett Cole. And to me, I looked at names. I had three names of starting pitchers down. Rich Hill, 9-3, 2.25 ERA. I've said it before— Drew Pomeranz, gone. who he's gone. He's off the table. And then I have Ivan Nova down. And the reason yeah. why I had Nova as the bolded guy is he's a guy that the Marlins, like Rich Hill, if you're looking for just this year, you go at Rich Hill. However, are the Marlins going to have, it's that price thing with Rich Hill. How much are you going to have to give up for him? I don't know. I'm not in the yeah. front offices. To me, I feel like they can get Nova at a cheaper price. He's 28. Yeah, he's 6-5 with a 5.18 ERA. But here's the one thing I'm throwing out there. He's going up against AL bats. And how many times have we seen pitchers go from the AL to the NL have a little bit more success because the AL is a lot tougher of a Sure. League. Yeah, go ahead. I just throw one thing in, one thing in, and I'm done, <laughs> I promise. Uh, so Drew Pomeranz. He came over from the—so uh, obviously Padres goes to Boston, mm-hmm. but 
He came over from the A's in the mm-hmm. offseason for Yonder Alonso and Mark Zipchinski. What a freaking bargain. And now the Padres and the Red Sox both coming out. Cashing huge, in. huge winners in this deal. So and I just wanted to again, say that. Billy Bean cries alone under his desk. Well, we'll see what Billy Bean does this <laughs> offseason in this trade deadline because they have he's got pieces. I'm gonna throw out some bullpen arms because that's really the thing teams are looking for is, is bullpen help. And there's there's a plethora of arms out there. You're going to have to give up some value for it. But Fernando Abad, Twins, Jeremy Jeffries, Will Smith from the Brewers, Sean Doolittle, mm-hmm. he's bleh, but he's still got value as a lefty reliever late inning guy. Ryan Madsen stepped in as a closer for the A's this year. He's having a good year. Anthony DiSclefani and Tony Singrani from the Reds. Now, those two are interesting. Play baseball with Singrani. Really? I played Little League with him. Yep. Wow. Right here yeah, because he, he's... Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, he is from Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. And uh, Travis Wood. Travis Wood. Uh, Possibly. But I think the Cubs value Travis Wood because he's doing very well right now as a lefty I guy. heard today that we may not make a deal and we may wait for the pitchers in our system to come up, like a Nathan. And- well, yeah, right now. Real quick, this is it. Joe Nathan... Signed him, coming off an injury. He's going to be ready to go. We got to make Brian a move. Mattis, we lefty, make a move. coming up in AAA right now. Hey, Cubs, whatever. Can I, can <laughs> I, I, Cubs are going to be fine. Can I throw two names out for you, the baseball guy, just to put the final kibosh yeah, on it? let's do it. These are guys I'm looking at. Um, MLB Daily Dish on SB Nation. These are two guys that they say will definitely be traded. I want to get your opinion on this. Luke Roy of the Brewers, Nunez of the Twins. Yeah, Ooh, Eduardo Nunez is a very interesting piece. He's one, probably one of the better shortstops even available on the market right now. So, yes for Nunez, and well, maybe for Nunez because he's talented. I think the Twins might end up keeping him, but yes to Lucroy. He's got to go. Where do you think he goes? Lucroy, that is. Boy, that's a good question because I'm sure a lot of teams need catching. So. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put that on the back burner now. <laughs> I can't give you I can't I can't talk just about talk about that in a future. I, absolutely, we'll, we'll we'll push that aside. <laughs> but thanks guys for playing buyers or sellers. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot dun, of fun. Dun, dun, dun. Is that the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All right, no, well, that's the feud. Guys, thank you so much for continuing to listen to this awesome behind the pen podcast. I hope you're having as much fun as we are over oh. here. SoundCloud, thanks for sticking around, you guys. Kick ass, but I'm pointing at the camera right now because we're still on YouTube, and mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite segments every single week almost for Behind the Pen is because we get to talk Chicago Bears, guys. The Bears. The Bears are coming back soon, under two weeks till training camp, and once training camp starts, you know that the preseason's going to be right around the corner, and then once preseason's over, what happens? Five weeks till real football. Baby. Everybody starts slitting each other's throat. No, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's the purge. Yeah. It's, it's hey, the purge. have you seen that movie? Not yet. Have you? I don't like. Have the you purge. seen any of the purges? Yes. I don't get the. Point. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. It right. may happen in this country. <laughs> well, so we'll talk no. about that some other time. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there for people. Well, right now, guys, it's ugly. I, it's bad, isn't it? It's bad, but let's move on. Otherwise, we will just be in a I sad so the bear, of misery. I don't, I don't want to get really rejected here. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on this depressing topic because I want to bring up one name and then we'll bounce off some. Bears convo from there. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey. Is he going to be a Chicago Bear after this season? Nope. That's what I think. You know, if we he if, won't. Right now things aren't looking good. Things aren't looking good moving forward, and that's 
you know, never, never, never good when you get into contract talks mm-hmm. or you know lack thereof, which is what they're in right now. It, it, you know, it's one of those stalemates. Oh, we'll talk about it throughout the season. Oh, they don't want to talk about it throughout the season. It gets to the end of the year and it just doesn't go See, anywhere. My, I don't here, know. Here, real quick, here's my thoughts on Alshon Jeffrey. It doesn't seem like he wants to stay in Chicago. It seems to me, this is just the perception I'm getting from everything, mm-hmm. from the press conferences, from everything that went on in the offseason. This is just my perception. I think Alshon Jeffrey is trying to get paid, and well-deservedly so. Wide receivers take a beating in this league. Yeah, they're, they're protecting him still. These guys are getting their asses kicked. He's going to have a chance to make a ton of money, and the whole key is, we've said this over and over before, and you've probably heard it a thousand times, he's got to stay healthy. But, if he can put together a full season, this man is going to get paid, and I'm not sure the Bears are going to be willing to give him that kind of money. No, they won't. And the reason, the thing I bring it back to is, look at Matt Forte. Bears didn't want to pay Matt Forte. He went ahead and went walking. He's now in New York. Different situation, kind it's of. A, it's a different situation, but I think that, I mean, Alshon's a guy who played with Matt Forte, and he's not doing anything that to compare it over to the Bulls. He's not pulling any Derrick Roses. And he's not making you pissed off as a fan base. But I, I kind of sit there and think that, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey maybe sitting there. Got to see firsthand the entire negotiation of the Bears and Matt Forte being a teammate of Forte's yeah. in that locker room. Well, you, you, you mean guys don't talk about this stuff in the locker room? Come on. They mention it maybe once or twice to each other. And this is a thing where he's not actively going out there and saying no, but it's one of those things where he's saying, I'm just going to play, like, with the actions, I'm just going to play on this franchise tender, I'm going to show you up, and then I'm going to demand the money. Well, and I'm, if I don't get it from you, I'm going to get it from someone else because I'm a big-bodied wire receiver. Oh, yeah. Well, here's here's the problem is that Alshon Jeffrey just had a, a horrendous season this past year due to due to injury. I mean, that that killed him. But, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about, oh, he, didn't, he wasn't Derrick Rose, you know, pissing off the fan base. No, he's completely opposite of mm-hmm. that. He makes some of the best plays, some of the most ungodly. Like, how did you catch it? He has the strongest hands. I'm, I am not done. I'm saying as a PR <laughs> he has some side. Of, he has it. some of the strongest I'm hands the in PR the league. Side. It is, it's incredible. So he makes the fan base excited. The fans will not be happy if Alshon Jeffrey is not in a Bears uniform. I won't say the rest of his career because mm-hmm. you can never yeah. say that, oh, I want to sure. be in Chicago forever. You're right. not going to be. Yeah, well, but, you know, you want him for the next mm-hmm. five years. And when I said not Derrick Rose, like I was talking more PR side. Like with Derrick Rose when he was like, well, you know what? I, I got to look to free agency in two yeah, years. Well, it's the same thing. PR is the same thing. Were you pissed those... off as a fan oh, with Derrick Rose? Oh, so pissed off. All right, done. Get him you out were. of town. We all were. The all thing, this conversation might change or might not. And we still sitting here next year, we'll be talking about Alshon Jeffrey signing elsewhere. But I just want to throw this out there. Perceptions can change throughout the season. And if the Bears feel comfortable with the wide receiver set that they have, especially the development of Kevin White. You just got to see what he's got. That's that's the thing. You see what you have, but then if you lose an Alshon Jeffrey, boy, that receiving core kind of takes a hit. Not kind of. It does. Because he's a number one talent wide receiver. I'm talking Alshon Jeffrey. We saw it. He's got the size. Great route runner. Has excellent hands. One of the strongest hands in the league, like you said. I absolutely 100% agree with it. And he and Cutler have a very nice connection working. Mm-hmm. And the back shoulder throws, that's by design. You Oh, I love it when I'm watching a game and the announcers are like, oh, Cutler underthrew him again. It's like, no, that's by design. Alshon comes back to the ball better than almost anyone in the league, and Cutler knows it. 
that's just more value for him. And yeah, he's going to get paid. And my whole my whole problem is, is that if the Bears don't, if the Bears aren't the ones to pay him, obviously, like you said, someone else will be. But the Bears aren't going to be willing to pay anyone else that kind of money. Well, you know, they're, they're not, they're not going to get another up. wide receiver like that. It's not like you're going to get a go and trade for, you know, even someone like a, uh, it's a horrible, horrible thing. But, you know, like a Jer- even a Jeremy Macklin, you know, he was really good. I'm just throwing a name mm-hmm. out there. That's who I thought of because he's on the Chiefs and I like, yeah, the, Chiefs. And you like the Chiefs. But uh, so... It's like you're not even going to give up money for a receiver well, of that caliber. You certainly won't be giving up money uh, for a receiver of an Alshon or a higher caliber. Well, and another thing that kind of plays into these contract talks is the success of Kevin White. If Kevin White comes out, yep. has a good, I'm going to call it pseudo-rookie season, because yeah. it's really a rookie season, even though he's going to be a first-year pro on the um, roster. Right, right, right. If he starts coming out and, like, playing well, this Bears front office may go, well, maybe we don't have to pay up for Alshon Jeffrey. We can let him walk because Kevin White can be our number one. I'm going to throw this out there right now. This is a year in advance. I'm not saying for sure he's going to sign here, but a team I could see him being in their uniform this time next season, the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Adam Gase, Mm -hmm. connection there. That connection, pay up for a wide receiver. Hey, Ryan. Here's your weapon. Now show us what you can do. That's what's going to happen next year in Miami. Well, could happen. You know, warm weather unless climate. The ba- unless the Bears pay up. We'll see, though. I, I, I'm still, I, I personally would like to see Alshon Jeffrey stay. That's Absol- just me. Absolutely. Except at the absolutely. same time, it's not my money that's being spent. Mm-hmm. Of course, I and you know. But the Bears got to be smart with it. You think, exactly. Again, it's like, do you think that's what that, I wanted to say? Do you think you're going to get someone like that in the draft? Maybe you do, but it's going to take you know it's going to take I, a little can bit I to throw do this it. Out there? Sure, you're going to anyways. What if he gets injured? Do then is because this is if he gets injured, I'd imagine the Bears hurt, would oh, go. Man. The Bears would go. Well, here's your offer. Does he? If he got injured, does he still go out to free agency to try to get the big? Well, let's money? remember this, guys. You can franchise a player three times and the percent of the interest or whatever increased by 10% every time you do it. Something like that. You can look me up. You can bash me. I don't care. It's But you can franchise them three times. Maybe they maybe they do that if he's hurt again. Or maybe they just let him walk. Because if, if you're going to invest this much money in a guy who just can't stay on the field, mm-hmm. it's just not worth your time, not worth your uh, money. And we see already what Ryan Pace is doing with this roster. And mm-hmm. John Fox has an influence on it, guys. And it's obvious. John Fox wants to build a team the way he feels like he can win with that team, especially you see well, it on the defensive side. So the thing you got to think about that with the franchise tags is how much money you're going to pay him just for one season. That's the thing. And this I, year it's about fourteen point five six. It's going to increase. Next year it's going to increase because it goes off of the contracts of that position. That's why Kirk Cousins is getting nineteen million. Holy shit, is he overpaid? But and that's people complain reason. about the Cutler contract. Well, I don't well, understand. It's a franchise tag, and the only reason he's getting paid that much is Still. because the quarterback is the most paid exactly. position in the game. Absolutely. But that's still going to go up, and it's probably going to be a bigger price. And it's like, how many times can we pay this guy six, fifteen plus million dollars a year just to get injured? Brandon, that's any final what thoughts? happens if he gets injured? Final thoughts is 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 Jeffrey has to come out and for himself. For the to show the Bears that they that they really want to keep him, they want to mm-hmm. pay him, or anybody else, he has got to have a phenomenal year. He has got to be what he was like 
before he got injured, which was incredible. He was yep. an incredible player. So Alshon we, Jeffrey yep. has to come out. He's got to be consistent. He's got to be the go-to guy that sure. we know he is. Yeah, we know the we know the type of talent that Alshon Jeffrey is, and that's why this conversation is another difficult one to have. So we're just gonna have to wait and see at this point. Right now, we have him for another year. We're excited about him, and we're excited about the Chicago Bears. I feel like they could be a playoff team this year. I've said it plenty of times. So is Ricky. Skull Vikings. And get the hell out of here with that. So, <laughs> man, guys, oh, it's so it's always so fun to be able to do a show with you because, well, Brandon, this is the first time this threesome has been going on. You, I know. Who doesn't love a threesome? Hey, especially with Ricky. A little menage a trois going on. It's, here. it's wonderful. So, guys, once again, thank you all for listening. You guys are the best. You're on SoundCloud, awesome. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Most Valuable Podcast. Remember, become a Patreon. That's very important mm-hmm. to us. We're going to be doing more, more things. More patrons come. We're going to entertain you even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? YouTube or Twitter, no. Twitter's, Twitter's in the description. Below. You can follow me at Reagan906. That's at whatever he is. And Brandon. <laughs> and who even they're, cares? They're I mean, all, who, they're who, all who down even below. cares? So, yeah, hey, check them out down follow below. Follow us. Stay with MVP. We got everything for you. Guys, thank you again for Ricky Whitmer, for Brandon Swanson. This is Behind the Pen. I'm Mike Rankin, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.